Bokar Tov, we're continuing the book of Shemuel Aleph. We're in the sixth chapter. And yesterday, what did we do? Could somebody remind me? Uh, they sent the golden hemorrhoids. All right, the Pelishtim are trying to solve their issue of, of the, the wrath of the uh, God of the Jews. So they ironically go to the, to the diviners and to the magicians and they say, how do we appease this God? And they say, oh, if you want to appease this God, you have to be very careful. You have to make sure to send golden hemorrhoids and mice back with the Aron. And they devised also a test. What was the test? They took... Nursing cows. Nursing cows. They took their kids and they sent them in the other direction. These were cows that never worked. They attached them to a wagon that had the Aron on it. And they wanted to see if it goes back to Beit Shemesh, then it is God. Because there's no reason for those cows to wander into Beit Shemesh. But if it's not, then you know that it was all perchance that you had all the suffering. In the meantime, they sent those, uh, in Pasuk design, they sent the golden hemorrhoids that represented the five, the five sets of golden hemorrhoids, which represented the five Pelishtim, the five Pelishti leaders. And then the mice represented the cities of the Pelishtim, and that stretched from wherever until the area of Yoshua's uh, uh, territory, meaning meaning uh, all of the cities of the Pelishtim were encompassed within the area from, let's say, the coast until what, it, what was Beit Shemesh, the, the area of Yehoshua. And that was, that's what we saw in Pasuk Yitchat. It's a bit of an annoying Pasuk to translate, but that's kind of the gist of it. Okay. Pasuk Yitchat. All of a sudden, the Aron comes into Beit Shemesh, kind of miraculously, because the cows that are, the nursing cows should not have ended up in Beit Shemesh. Uh, but... Surprisingly, Pasuk Yutet tells us, God struck the people of Beit Shemesh for they saw the Aaron of God. And he struck amongst the people 70 people, 50,000 people. And the people mourned for there was a great blow against the people. 50,000 50, and 70. Is the total is the tally of how many Why people were killed? Like Why is it split? I heard one perush because it says seventy elders. It says vayach be'anshe and then it says vayach ba'am. I heard that the seventy is on the elders and the fifty thousand is on the regular people. Meaning, he struck down seventy elders from the people and then fifty thousand commoners, which is a huge proportion of Bnei Israel. Huge. That's more than any that's, that's more than what they lost in the battle against the Pelishtim yeah. that they lost the Aaron. Yeah, the 30, what was that, 34,000? 34,000. 4,000 is less 30,000. Yeah. Think of all the battles, it might be combined at this point. Now, did they lose more than... Now, now why, is it, why is this happening all of a sudden? Very strange that this is happening all of a sudden. Read the note on the bottom of the art scroll there. It has a list of four potential reasons why B'nai Israel, uh, why they got, they, got, they got struck here. First reason, because they saw the Aron coming, and despite the fact that they bowed to the Aron, they did not stop working. And out of respect for the Aron, they should have stopped working, because they were in their fields. Remember we said it was at the time of the, the wheat harvest? So they're in their fields. So they see the Aron, they don't stop working. That's a lack of respect. Another one, which seems to be the Peshat, they may have looked inside. They looked inside when they shouldn't have. Oh, 6, people Kira'u ba'aron Adonai No, I don't know It says it was 70 men It could be that it was 70 men That were worth 50,000 
That's a midrash. Midrash says that uh, that it's seventy men that were like the loss of having fifty thousand people die. You know, whenever you like you lose uh, an important figure. Oh, it's as if we lost two hundred men today. Okay. Next, what what are the other uh, potential reasons they sinned? Um, Another one was. Working in a field, you, they they spoke contemptuously saying, who angered you that you allowed yourself to be captured? And who appeased you that you allowed yourself to be returned? To who? To, about the Aron they spoke of. And they, they gazed at the tablets inside the ark. Okay, that was what I said. They and looked inside and... If a chicken had wandered off, its owner would have searched for it. Yet the Jews let the ark wander from the city and did nothing to try to right. retrieve it. The Jews let the ark wander yeah. around. They did nothing to try to retrieve it. So that would be the issue. So when the Aron comes back, Ben Israel are struck with a gigantic blow. Honestly, 50,000 sounds like such a big number. Because we're talking like, what, three plus million people total? 50,000? So 50,000 people is a huge proportion. They'd be in lockdowns right now. Yeah, they'd be in, lo- they'd be in uh, quarantine right now. Okay, Pasuk 3, Pasuk 20. People of Beit Shemesh said, Who can stand before the great God who is holy? And to whom will the Aron go from us? So he sent messengers to the people who lived in Kiryat Yi'arim. And they said, The Pelishim returned the Aron of God. Come down and take it. We don't want it. So people of Beit Shemesh said, we don't want it. Now what's very interesting is that what's the difference between the people of Kiryat Yi'arim and the people of Beit Shemesh? Let's go get it. So first of all, the Bet Shemesh was on the border with the Pelishtim. So I have a hunch that Bet Shemesh was like a mix of like Goyim and Jews. It wasn't like all Jews. And they may not have been as, as good. People of Kiyar Kiyarim were further into Israel proper. They were probably much, much more uh, quote-unquote religious. And what the commentator said, which I like, is the people of Kiryat Yarim wanted it and they respected it. Yeah, so because they wanted it and they respected it, the Aron was able to go to them without any casualty. But for the people of Bet Shemesh, they didn't want it and they didn't respect it, so they had the casualty. How do you, how do you see that they didn't respect it? They said, you come get it. Yeah. They, they don't want like it. The like the Pelishtim, how the Pelishtim were like, you take it. Yeah, exactly. Even the people of Bet Shemesh seem to be a little bit like the Pelishtim. Chapter 7, Pasuk 1. The people of Kiryat Yarim came and they took up the Aaron and they brought it to the house of Abinadav in Giv'ah. And Elazar, the son of Abinadav, they uh, sanctified to guard the Aaron of God. Who is Abinadav? I don't know. Probably some Kohen of some sort, no? Isn't um, I don't remember what we saw at Giv'ah. It sounds familiar, I just don't remember. What's this stone, the morning stone that they left in Beit Shemesh? What is that? It's in the Pasuk. It was in the Pasuk that was difficult to translate. Yeah. Said, and till this day, the stone is there, the morning stone. Pasuk 18, you said? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> 
Asher hinihu alea et Aron Adonai. Avel HaGedolah is the location in Beit Shemesh in which they put the Aron. The reason it was called Avel HaGedolah is because of all the people that died there. After the Aron was put there. The name is given after. Okay. Alright, next. And it was when the Aron was in Kiryat Yarim. Many years passed that it was in Kiryat Yarim. It was 20 years. And the Jewish people, they, what is Vainahu? You'll be surprised. And they followed and they wanted the way of God. Or they wanted God. It was drawn after Hashem. So this is the first time we're seeing Bnei Israel are better. It's a praise of Bnei Israel. And that's all the zuchut of Shemuel Navi, which we're going to see now. And now it's going to explain to us probably how this thirst for God came about. It's all, it's really all the behavior of Shemuel. If you truly want to return to God with all of your heart, get rid of the foreign gods from within you and the asharot, uh, what are, how are asharot is just translated as asharot, right? It's a type of Abu Zarah. Um, no, that's that's Asherah. Or Asherot again? Okay, doesn't matter. And prepare your hearts to God. And serve Him alone, only God. And God will save you from the hands of the Pelishim. The children of Israel removed the uh, the foreign gods and the Be'alim, the Asherot, and they served God alone. Okay, we're going to save Shemuel's prayer and the battle against the Pelishtim for next time. But what do we do today? Let's just summarize quickly. The people of Beit Shemesh, they receive the Aron. For some reason, they don't have enough respect for it. And they get punished badly for it. They no longer want to hold the Aron, so they call the people, they send messengers to the people of Kiryat Yarim, say, come down and take it from us. We don't want it. People of Kiryat Yarim come down, and they treat it with enough respect. They keep it in the house of Avinadav. They establish his son Elazar as the Kohen to guard it. And the people of Kirat Yarim succeed in maintaining the Aron without having any casualties. Again, out of their respect for it and out of their proper treatment of the Aron. And it stayed there for 20 years. In the meantime, Bnei Israel are going into a golden age of service of God. And this is all instigated by Shemuel, who tells Bnei Israel that it's time for them to get rid of their Abu Dazara, which they promptly do. Okay? Well, next time we'll see what happens to Bnei Israel when they serve God properly. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.